The LA Kings put together a solid three periods in their Pacific Division showdown against the Vegas Golden Knights and moved closer to first place in the Pacific Division. We'll recap and break down last night's big win, talk about the return of Quentin Byfield and the continued amazing play at Phoenix Copley on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We're at over a thousand subscribers and counting. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years for the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan. For 30 plus years uh, a little bit late getting out today's episode sorry about that having some technical issues fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly the la kings well things went smoothly for them last night against the vegas golden knights as they were home at crypto.com arena battling the top team in the pacific division it was a battle of the top two teams in the pacific with the kings in second place going into the game as for the la kings lineup a uh, pretty familiar one we had the familiar top line of andre kopitar Centering Adrian Kempe and Kevin Fiala. The second line had Philip Deneau, Victor Arbiton back on that second line with Alex Ayafalo joining them. Blake Lazat centered the third line with Gabe Velarde and Jarrett Anderson Dolan. And Quinton Byfield centered the fourth line with Rasmus Gupari and Brendan Lemieux. As for the defensive pairings, you had Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson on the top pairing, Matt Roy and Sean Dursey on the second pairing, and Alex Edler and Sean Walker. The third pairing, the goaltender, was Phoenix Copley. We told you that uh, we had heard that Quinton Byfield was going to be called up after Christmas, and that turned out to be the case. Uh, now, it certainly didn't hurt things, I suppose, that the Kings um, did place Arthur Kaliev on injured reserve. That means he's going to miss a week. It is retroactive to a few days ago. Um, also, Trevor Moore out for this game, and I believe out for the next game as well, nursing a lower body injury. They don't believe it's anything serious, a minor injury, but he's going to miss a couple of games. Uh, so when you have those issues, Quinton Byfield uh, and the depth of the Kings uh, that they have in their system, hopefully pays dividends to come in and fill those holes. We thought that QB would get called up at some point soon anyway. Um, tough to see him on the fourth line, but Blake Lazat has been playing very well. So if you're Quinton, uh, you're just happy to be back up in the NHL, not really worried about the, the ice time. Uh, but eventually you would think that we would see uh, Quentin Byfield as the third-line center, but not the case uh, last night against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, as I mentioned, back on the second line due to the injury to Trevor Moore, playing alongside the familiar Philip Deneau and Alex Ayafalo there as well. Uh, Sean Walker back on the third pairing defensively. Jordan Spence coming out of the lineup. And Phoenix Copley returning to the net after sitting out the game against Arizona. Clearly, he is the Kings' number one goaltender, until further notice, and uh, I mentioned Sean Walker back in for Jordan Spence. I think in a big game like this, Tom McClellan wanted to have a little bit more of a more veteran presence back there on the blue line. So let's get to it. Uh, what happened in this game between the Kings and Golden Knights? Well, the pace to start the game was high for both teams. I'm not sure if it was the two teams kind of looking to shake off any rust from the extended Christmas break or if they were flying around all over the ice because they had fresher legs because of the uh, of the break. Uh, either way, 
Uh, it was a really hard, fast pace to start the game for both teams. Uh, it, it felt like if you went into this game like I did, like you were excited for this game, this is a big game, top two teams in the division, uh, Kings with a chance on home ice to get closer to the first place team with a victory. Uh, it felt like a big game, and I thought to start, the players certainly played like it was a big game. A lot of energy, uh, a lot of tempo, really fun uh, way to start this uh, this matchup. Um, the Kings were able to keep Vegas without a shot on goal for the first five minutes of the game. Uh, but after a, a Vegas turnover in their own zone, the Kings would have a chance to strike first. Blake Lazat tracking down the puck, feeding Gabe Lavardi um, with room in the slot, and Velarde would score on a one-timer, and the Kings would grab a one-nothing lead. Unfortunately, not long after that, Velarde did take a cross-checking penalty, gave Vegas a chance to tie it up on the power play, which they did uh, with a goal from former LA King Michael Amadio. Uh, so we would be tied 1-1 after one. Uh, hard fought, pretty well played first period for both teams. Uh, second period, the pace was a little bit slower uh, than the first period, um, which I guess is to be expected a little bit. Vegas um, would be held without a shot for the first nine minutes of this period, but after a uh, great skate save by Kings goalie Phoenix Copley, uh, Golden Knights forward Riley Smith, who had the save made on him, it was his shot that Copley made the save on. He got the rebound and slid it out in front of the net, and another former King defenseman, Braden McNabb, was there to put it home, and Vegas grabbed a 2-1 lead. This time, though, the Kings would respond. Victor Arvidsson took the puck behind the net, behind the Vegas net, and then sent a pass through the crease to the uh, the backside of the uh, the uh, crease there, and Philip Deneau was sitting there at the back door, uh, slammed home the goal, and we were tied at 2-2. I don't know if Arvidsson saw Deneau and put it there, or if he was just, I think he was just more throwing the puck in the crease in a dangerous area and hoping that one of his teammates would be there. Or who knows, maybe it goes off a defense defenseman's leg into the net, whatever. Put it into a dangerous dangerous area and see if good things happen, and it absolutely did. Philip Deneau has such great hockey sense. Uh, he kind of sensed what was going on, realized that kind of the flow of the play was going the other way and that he was all alone at the back door if the puck could find its way to him. It did, and we were tied at 2-2, and that's where we would sit going into the third period. This one kind of felt like maybe we would have overtime just the way it was so close and competitive. Uh, but in the third period, um, an important uh, period for each team. Uh, and they, I thought they showed that by playing a little bit more cautious in the third period, um, each side making, getting the puck out of their own end, clearing the puck uh, a priority, um, not wanting to you know make a mistake or give up any, any poor chances. Um, so there was a play where Alex Iafalo had the puck in the Kings end, and he shoveled the puck into the air, into the neutral zone. Uh, one of the Vegas Golden Knights players played it with a high stick for some reason and didn't, I mean, there was no, uh, he wasn't trying to hide his back. I mean, he stuck his stick high in the air, made contact, and everyone in the arena knew that's a high stick. And as a result, the, the Golden Knights backed off the puck. They didn't want to touch it for a stoppage. Um, and the Kings took advantage of it. Philip Deneau getting the puck ahead to Victor Arvidsson. He had some speed into the Vegas zone, and then Alex Iafalo, the man who started the play by shoveling it out of the zone, was coming trailing hard with speed. Arvidsson found him, and Iafalo uh, snaps off a wrist shot into the back of the net, and that made it 3-2 LA. Uh, Phoenix Copley was solid all night, had to make a huge save late on a breakaway by Riley Smith, and that was the last best chance for Vegas, they would pull the goalie late for the extra attacker, but Victor Arvidsson would seal the win with an empty net goal. Kings take it 4-2 and move three points back of Vegas for first place in the Pacific Division. Kings also get their 20th win of the season, improving to 
12 and 6 overall. Kings have now won five of six and have points in six straight. Gabe Velarde gets his team leading 15th goal of the season. He now has 23 points, tying his career high. Both Philip Deneau and Victor Arvidsson hit double digits as far as goals scored, uh, each getting their 10th of the season. And Deneau and Arvidsson were fantastic all night. They each had three points in the game. And Phoenix Copley made 23 saves to improve to 7-1 and one as an L.A. King. He has won five straight starts. So that was a recap of the exciting win by the L.A. Kings over the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to get more in-depth into how the Kings knocked off the top team in the Pacific Division in a minute. But first, I need to remind you that today's episode of Locked on L.A. Kings is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. So where to start uh, with this L.A. Kings win? Um, I guess I would just like to say, as a hockey fan, I really enjoyed this game. Uh, I loved the start. I loved the intensity from both sides. You know, you, sometimes you go into a game and you're like, well, this is going to be a big game. This is a big matchup. Uh, it's obvious. It's the top two teams in the division, blah, blah, blah. And and maybe there is. We talked a little bit about it with Ken Bolke from uh, Sinbin Vegas. Maybe there's a bit of a growing rivalry between the two teams that should only get better over time if they continue to be two of the better teams in the division. Um, but it's cool when you think this is a big game. I'm fired up with this game. And then you see it translate onto the ice between the two teams. I love the pace early on. Um, it's cliched, I guess, to say playoff-like atmosphere. But, you know, that's probably the easiest way to kind of convey what this felt like. There's nothing like playoff hockey. That intensity goes up a whole nother level. But as far as a regular season game, kind of felt like it was a big one. And I thought the two teams came out and played early on like it was a big game. And sometimes that's hurt the Kings. Sometimes they've come out playing strong and fast and they overplay uh, the situation and end up having turnovers and creating odd man chances. We saw that a lot earlier in the season, but it was good to see the Kings come out with intensity, with speed, um, but play smart as well and can, under control. Uh, I thought that was a really good sign for the Kings. That's much more what we want to see from them uh, going forward. I loved how the Kings closed out this game, holding the lead in the third period. Um, with 11.13 to go, I wrote in my notes, and yes, I take notes when I watch these games, um, I wrote, be smart, don't let up, stay out of the box. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, they played smart. They didn't go into a shell. They didn't go defensively. They didn't try and play prevent hockey. They still played uh, and pressured and and continued their game while being smart in their own end. And they stayed out of the box, which is always a good sign with the Kings penalty kill, which we'll talk more about. Uh, a little bit later, they, there was that one defensive lapse when they allowed Riley Smith to break away, but the goaltender was there, Phoenix Copley, coming up huge as he has done. Um, he did a lot in this game, actually. We'll talk more about him in a minute. Um, but the Kings have had some nice wins this year. Um, we talked about the win over Edmonton. We obviously had the big win in Boston. Um, was this the Kings' best win of the season? I don't know if I'd go there quite so much. Let's be honest, this is a Vegas Golden Knights team that is not at full strength. They do have some key injuries. That said, they're still a very talented team. They've been playing well of late, uh, and this is still a big win for the LA Kings. So one of their better efforts of the season, you know, it's debatable, I guess, if this was their best effort. Um, but again, it was a big game. Everybody knew it. It was kind of circled on the calendar, and the Kings came up with a big victory, played very well, played very smart. And so 
I would say it is one of their best wins of the season for sure. Um, in the argument, I guess you could say, considering the opponent, maybe one of their best wins. Hard to hard to top the Bruins win, though, to be honest with you. But this was a regulation win, and the Kings were a little bit more in control than they were maybe in that Boston game. Um, but either way, like I said, great, great win for the LA Kings as they uh, continue to turn things around of late, using this homestand to uh, help them, kind of propel them uh, to get on track and uh, moving a little closer to first place in the Pacific. Uh, we got to talk about Phoenix Copley. Um, didn't have to face a high volume of shots, but he did have several quality saves. Um, he's not at his best when he's kind of scrambling around, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do uh, to save the puck. And there were a few times he was scrambling this one. One time he lost his goal stick. And I know that's a very uncomfortable feeling for a goaltender, but he hung in there and and didn't, uh, you know, didn't become an issue uh, and an advantage for the Golden Knights. There was one time he made a save with the uh, shaft of his stick. That's kind of the night it was going for him. Um, just solid all-around effort by Phoenix Copley. And um, a solid game for him. Uh, like I said, there was that breakaway late. That was a huge, huge save. And he saved the game at the end there for the Kings. And it looks like he's feeling it right now. I mean, he he's not a very emotional guy, but he's very kind of calm and in control of his emotions, it seems like. But he's kind of in a pretty nice groove right now. And, I mean, the record speaks for itself. Seven and one since taking over uh, in net for the LA Kings. Uh, 2.43 goals against average, but that is skewed by that one bad period in Buffalo where he allowed six goals. You take that out. And his numbers are really, really good. Uh, the goals against average is you know, hovering around two. The save percentage is is better. Right now it's at 9-12, and that's not bad. Um, so he certainly has been a huge part of this Kings turnaround of late, providing that stability in net. Um, I, I think you have to think this, I don't know, maybe it's not a fluke at this point. I don't know if you could ever say it was a fluke, but you know the facts are the facts. Phoenix Copley has never been a number one goalie in the NHL. He's never, you know, had the opportunity to be um, a number one goaltender for a team. Um, he's never played this well in his NHL career. He's never gotten this, you know, kind of reps in his NHL career. Um, and and we've talked about it before. This is an enormous opportunity for him. Uh, he's been in the game long enough. He's not a young goaltender. He's uh, he's a vet, and he knows that this this opportunity for somebody like him. It's not something that's going to probably happen a lot going forward, perhaps, at least based on what he's done so far in his career. Again, if you're unfamiliar with the situation, the Kings signed Phoenix Copley as a free agent in the offseason. Uh, just just a, a depth veteran goalie, basically, to come in and be the number two guy in Ontario to back up the young goaltender, Matt Malalta, and to be an emergency call-up if there was an illness or a minor injury to Jonathan Quick or to Cal Peterson. That was the expectation for Phoenix Copley. And he has found himself in a circumstance where he is now the number one goalie for one of the top teams in the NHL. And again, he's taking advantage of this opportunity. So good on him for getting a chance and showing what he can do. You know, he had some time in net in Washington a little bit. Um, I think he had like 30 starts in a season as a number two goalie, which is not bad. Um, but again, he's never had this kind of a chance. And I'm sure if you ask Phoenix Copley, he's like, Hey man, this is probably the best chance I'm ever going to have in my career to be a number one goalie on a good team. And I'm not giving the net back and they're going to have to pry it out of my hands. You know, I'll do respect to Jonathan quick. And I know 
Cal Peterson down there trying to get right in Ontario. They expect him to come back at some point, you would think, but hey, plans change. Uh, plans change, and right now there's no way that the Kings are going to uh, think about moving away from Phoenix Copley. It's his net for now, and it's his net for as long as he keeps playing the way he's playing. And hey, um, we all love Jonathan Quick. We've said it a million times on this show. He is the greatest goalie in Kings history. His number 32 will be in the rafters sooner rather than later. He's likely a Hockey Hall of Famer, one of the greatest American net miners in the history of the sport. And we'd like to see him go out uh, in a certain way. But it's about winning. That's what that's what professional sports are all about. It's about performance. And right now, Phoenix Copley's getting the job done. And it's been uh, obviously an amazing story for the Kings, but really an amazing hockey story. Uh, if it keeps going the way it's going, this could be a really, really special story uh, in hockey. And I'm interested to see as anybody to see uh, how it keeps going. Uh, the Kings penalty kill continues to improve. They did allow a power play goal in this one, uh, but there was a big moment in the game where Brendan Lemieux took a penalty in the third period. And this was, this was the Golden Knights chance. And they've got a good power play to get back in the game, to tie it up. And then who knows where it goes from there as they you know see some momentum perhaps. But the Kings did a great job killing off that Brendan Lemieux power play. And then, I mean, playing good, smart team defense late and staying out of the box. I mean, you know, we, we're, we're encouraged, I think, a little bit as far as the penalty kill improving in key moments. But the best way to keep that penalty kill a non-issue is to stay out of the box. And the Kings did that for the final 10 minutes of the game, which was obviously a key. Um, Rasmus Kupari was playing on the penalty kill and had a great shorthanded chance, almost a goal for him, a big power move to the net. That was very cool to see. Um, but again, uh, PK getting the job done, not perfect on the night, but um, getting it done and and had that key, key kill after the Brendan Lemieux penalty in the third period. That was a, a very good job of the Kings of getting again. We've talked about it. Key penalty kills in key moments. Uh, the power play for the Kings, uh, unable to score in two opportunities. Um, but, you know, it wasn't necessary. They got the five-on-five five goals when they needed it. And so the special teams overall, um, okay, not great. But again, that one big PK late in the game, that was the big moment of the night for the Kings special teams. I mentioned it earlier, Victor Arvidsson and Philip Deneau were phenomenal. Um, and and I know that RV has been moved off that line uh, for the last few games, but the injury to Trevor Moore put him back up there with Philip Deneau. They have great chemistry. Uh, it was the best line on the ice without question. Deneau is such a fun, smart player who plays all out every game. Uh, just good, good to see him get another goal. He's a very opportunistic player. He knows where to be in the right places on the ice at the right time, does a good job in the face-off circle. He just, a, what a great signing by Rob Blake. I mean, just a great all-around player. We saw it last year. I thought he was the Kings MVP last year. I don't know if he's there at that level this year. There's a lot of different guys that are contributing. Gabe Velarde's having a great year, Kevin Fiala, but he's still right there in the mix as one of the more important players for the Kings. Kind of unsung a little bit because he's not too flashy, but just a pro, man. He knows where to be and and gets big plays, big goals, wins wins key faceoffs. So, a great great game for that second line and a great game by uh, Philip Deneau, Victor Arvidsson, and of course Alex, Alex Iafalo, who got the game winning goal in that one as well. Uh, we do want to talk about Quentin Byfield, obviously, um, but real quick before we do that, we also have a, a quick World Junior Championship update as well. I want to invite you to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. 
and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, that is Locked On Sports Today. So kind of the big story other than, you know, the big matchup between the Kings and Golden Knights was the return of Quentin Byfield, the number, the former number two overall pick, uh, had that illness, was sent down to Ontario to kind of get his game together, get, you know, physically right, feeling right. Uh, and and he's done a, he had done a good job by all accounts uh, in Ontario. And there were many like me, and I'm sure s- several of you watching and listening to this, why isn't Quentin Byfield up? When is he going to get called up? Well, he's back with the team for now. Um, we'll see if that holds. I assume it will, but we'll see. Um, and uh, he looked good uh, last night. Didn't really stand out. Again, it's hard to kind of stand out at times when you're playing on the fourth line. Um, but he did get some time on the second power play unit. Um, and there was one moment where he was really noticeable in the game. I think it was in the second period. He got the puck in the neutral zone with some speed and he flipped it into the zone and then immediately went after it. Puck retrieval uh, goes up against the boards, wins a puck battle. Uh, eventually it comes around um, where the, there's a, a shot on goal. The goalie makes a save and then they've got a face off in the Vegas end and he wins the face off and they get a shot on goal. That was, I thought, his best shift of the night. Um, showing his speed uh, and his, you know, kind of puck battling ability to win, win, a, win an individual battle, having a lead to a faceoff and a shot on goal. Um, need to see more from that from Quentin Byfield, but that was the one moment where I really noticed him stand out on that one shift. Um, otherwise, you know, just kind of okay for Quentin Byfield, but hopefully um, taking advantage of the situation. Um, and if I'm Tom McClellan. Um, I would tell him, hey, um, we'd like to have you as the third line center, but if you're going to do that, you're going to have to beat out Blake Lazat and make it a competition, make it something to where he has to elevate his game. Blake Lazat, um, I think we take him for granted a little bit because he's just kind of a small guy and we think, oh, he's scrappy and all that, but he's a very key player and he does a lot of good things to help the Kings out. I mean, if, if he was a little bit bigger, he, he could maybe be an all-star. Uh, but then again, when you're smaller like that and you have to battle for everything you get, Maybe that helps to make him who he is as well, but um, we'll see. We'll see. I would tell Quentin Byfield if you want to, if you want to get third line minutes, more more time, beat out Blake Lazat. And if he's going to do that, he's going to have to hustle. He's going to have to be all over the ice. So we'll see if that happens. In all, QB uh, had uh, eight minutes and fifty four seconds of ice time, no shots on goal. He did have one hit and two block shots, but good to see Quentin Byfield back. And we'll see how he goes going forward. And just some final thoughts on the game itself. I thought it was a. I, I kind of said it at the beginning, but I just thought it was a really good good hockey game. And I had the thought in the third period, if the Kings continue to play the third period the way they played the whole game, and for some reason it doesn't work out and they lose, I'll actually be okay with it because they're playing the right way. They're playing the style of hockey uh, that is going to be positive going forward. I know the Kings aren't going to win every game, but if they're going to play the right way and end up coming up short, I can live with that. The, 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 The problems we have is when the Kings have bad breakdowns, take bad penalties, defensive lapses that kind of thing that's that's when you're you, you get frustrated and you, and you don't you know that's not really acceptable i thought the way they played i did have that thought if they come up short in this game i'll be okay with it i'd rather they lose a hard fought close game like this than to win some sloppy pond hockey 7-6 game where they're not playing the right way but they ended up outscoring their opponent so great game all around i thought it was just a good solid hockey game if you're a hockey fan just an entertaining game uh, good intensity um you know, again, maybe a rivalry brewing between these two teams. First and second right now in the Pacific. Kings uh, right now are, um, again, three points back of Vegas. Um, Golden Knights do have a game in hand, but a big win for the Kings. I thought they played the right way. Great effort um, and and a, a big win 
uh, for the LA Kings as we try and uh, chase down the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, real quick, a World Junior Championship update. Um, we've got three LA Kings prospects participating in that big tournament up uh, in Canada. Uh, earlier yesterday, Finland knocked off uh, Slovakia 5-2. Uh, Kings defenseman Otto Salin, um, fifth-round pick in 2022, did have an assist uh, in that victory. Uh, Kenny Connors, the fourth-round pick in 2022 for the Kings uh, forward, is playing right now for Team USA. And then, of course, Brant Clark playing a little bit later on for Team Canada, the defenseman, uh, as they look to bounce back from their surprising loss in their opener against the Czech Republic. So we'll update uh, Kenny Connors and Brant Clark and how they did in their games today coming up on tomorrow's show. And speaking of tomorrow's show, it is going to be a feedback Thursday. So if you have any thoughts on the big win over the Golden Knights, how the Kings are playing of late, any thoughts on Phoenix Copley, Quentin Byfield, anything that's on your mind, send me an email or put a comment on the uh, YouTube episode. But the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. The Instagram page is also at LockedOnLAKings. Hey, thank you for making LockedOnLAKings your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can, can provide. That is Locked On Sports today. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for watching Locked on LA Kings. Uh, exciting night for the Kings to get that big win over Vegas. Uh, coming up next, they've got the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, on the road. We'll preview that game as well on tomorrow's show. Hope you join us. Again, thanks for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. Have a great day, and as always, go Kings go.